Um, this story is called The Debutante by Leonora Carrington. When I was a debutante, I often went to the zoo. I went so often that I knew the animals better than I knew girls of my own age. Indeed, it was in order to get away from people that I found myself at the zoo every day. The animal I got to know best was a young hyena. She knew me too, she was very intelligent. I taught her French and she in return taught me her language. In this way we passed many pleasant hours. <laughs> my mother was arranging a ball in my honor on the first day of May. During this time, I was in a state of great distress for whole nights. I've always detested balls, especially when they're given in my honor. On the morning of the 1st of May, 1934, very early, I went to visit the hyena. What a bloody nuisance, I said to her. I've got to go to a ball tonight. You're very lucky, she said. I'd love to go. I don't know how to dance, but at least I could make small talk. <laughs> there are a great many different things to eat, I told her. I've seen truckfuls of food delivered to our house. And you're complaining, replied the hyena, disgusted. Just think of me. I eat once a day, and you can't imagine what a heap of bloody rubbish I'm giving. <laughs> I had an audacious idea, and I almost laughed. All we have to do is you to go instead of me. We don't resemble each other enough. Otherwise, I'd gladly go, said the hyena rather sadly. Listen, I said, no one sees too well in the evening light. If you disguise yourself, nobody will notice you in the crowd. Besides, we're practically the same size. You're my only friend. I beg you to do this for me. She thought this over and I knew she really wanted to accept. Done, she said all of a sudden. There weren't many keepers about. It was so early in the morning. I opened the cage quickly, and in a very few moments, we were both out in the street. I hailed a taxi at home. Everybody was still in bed, and in my room, I brought out the dress I was to wear that evening. It was a little long, and the hyena found it difficult to walk in my high-heeled shoes. <laughs> I found some gloves to hide her hands, which were too hairy to look like mine. By the time the sun was shining into my room, she was able to make her way round the room several times, walking more or less upright. We were so busy that my mother almost opened the door with saying good morning before the hyena could be hidden under the bed. There's a bad smell in this room, my mother said, opening the window. You must have a scented bath before tonight with my new bath salts. <laughs> Certainly, I said. She didn't stay long. I think the smell was too much. <laughs> Don't be late for breakfast, she said, and left the room. The greatest difficulty was to find a way of disguising the hyena's face. We spent hours and hours looking for a way, but she always rejected my suggestions. At last she said, I think I've found the answer. Have you got a maid? Yes, I said, puzzled. There you are then. Ring for the maid, and when she comes in, we'll pounce upon her, tear her face off, her face, 
and I'll wear her face tonight instead of mine. That's <laughs> not practical. She'll probably die if she hasn't got a face. Somebody will certainly find the corpse and will be put into prison. I'm hungry enough to eat her, the Aida replied. And the bones as well, she said. So it's on. <laughs> Only if you promise to kill her before tearing off her face. It'll hurt too much otherwise. All right, it's all the same to me. <laughs> Not without a certain amount of nervousness, I ran for Mary. I certainly couldn't have done it if I didn't hate to go to a ball. So <laughs> when Mary came in, I turned to the wall so as not to see. I must admit, it didn't take long. A brief cry, and it was over. While the hyena was eating, I looked out of the window. A few minutes later, she said, I can't eat anymore. Her two feet are left over still. But if you have a little bag, I'll eat them later in the day. <laughs> You'll find a bag embroidered with fleur de -lis in the cupboard. Empty out the handkerchiefs you'll find inside and take it. She did as I suggested. Then she said, turn around and look how beautiful I am. In front of the mirror, Hyena was admiring herself in Mary's face. She had nibbled very neatly all around the face so that it was left exactly as she needed it. You've certainly done that very well, I said. <laughs> Towards evening, when the hyena was all dressed up, she declared, I really feel on tip-top form. I have a feeling that I shall have a great success this evening. <laughs> then we heard the music from downstairs for quite some time, and I said to her, go on down now, and remember, don't stand next to my mother. She's bound to realize it isn't me. <laughs> Apart from her, I don't know that anyone's anyone there. Best of luck. I kissed her as I left her, but she did smell very strong. <laughs> Night fell. Tired by the days of the emotion, I took a book and sat down by the window, giving myself up to the peace and quiet. I remember I was reading Gulliver's Travels by Jonathan Swift. About an hour later, I noticed the first signs of trouble. A bat flew in at the window, uttering little cries. I'm terribly afraid of bats. I hid behind a chair, my teeth chattering. I'd hardly gone down on my knees when the sound of beating wings was overcome by a great noise at my door. My mother entered pale with rage. We just sat down at the table, she said, when that thing, sitting in your place, got up and shouted, so I smell a bit strong, what? <laughs> well, I don't eat cakes. Whereupon, it tore off its face and ate it and with one great bound disappeared through the window. <laughs>